Hi, you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 52. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Atmosphere makes up one-third of the education we're giving our children, and that atmosphere should be convivial, full of life, joy, festivity, and peace. In this season, Season 9, I'll be chatting with a few other moms about tricks of the trade for managing the atmosphere and chaos inherent in homeschooling a crowd. This episode is an excerpt from an hour-long chat that I recorded in 2016 with Amy Roberts, a homeschooling mother of 10 who blogs at RaisingArrows.net. You can find the conversation in its entirety by visiting the show notes at simplyconvivial.com slash audio. I know we have our outline points, but real quick, there are a couple of questions here that people are asking. How do you group your kids for instruction time? So I'm sure you're not teaching every single child everything individually. So how do you group them together? And parenting big kids about to launch with littles Mm -hmm. and kind of balancing that. That's kind of two different modes. Yeah, it's a learning curve for sure, too. Um, I have natural sections of kids. Um, There is an almost four-year gap between what I call my big kids and my middle kids. And then there's um, there's a gap there between my middle kids and my small kids because we lost a daughter um, eight years ago. And so there's that nat- there's some natural gaps there. So I have my bigs, my middles and my littles. And I always, always start with my littles because they're the ones who, well, they get in the most trouble during school hours. You know? <laughs> and so I start at the bottom and um, I get my big kids started with their um, their individual work, which is pretty autopilot for them. My two oldest don't require much from me at all anymore. Um, my middles still require some instruction, but they have some things like handwriting. They have some copy work and things like that they can do without me. So they start there. And I start with the little guys. And I've said this on the blog a million times. It does not take as long as you think it does to teach little people. It takes like 30 minutes. That's it. And yep. So, you know, we get it done pretty quickly. I'm working with those two little guys. I do have a toddler and a baby who are kind of running around at the time. Um, And sometimes my oldest will go kind of corral them and help them. Um, But I do their phonics and they have some handwriting and they have some math and we'll work through that. And then they're free to go play. If it's a nice day, they go outside. Um, And then I work my way up to the middles. And then in the afternoon, we are all together for um, like our liberal arts stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those little ones that are, you know, around half an hour a day, those are like six, how old? Five and seven. Five and seven. Yep. 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 That's what we do. We do too. Yeah. And my middles, my middles are 10 and 11. And then my bigs are 15 and 18. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we even... For until you're about eight, you know, it's really, you need to do a little phonics and probably a little math, but I'm not even every day for those, you know, very early years. It's more, 
if they are very resistant or really stubborn or something, it's like it's better at those younger ages to have them on board when you're doing that work rather than pushing them too hard or turning it into a fight at that age. You, we want school to be this thing that we do together and really pay attention to that atmosphere and dynamic that we're having together. And if that starts getting off, it's better to just not do it than get into a habit of fighting over it in the morning. Yeah, I want my kids to love learning and I want them to see it as a lifelong thing. And so, you know, there's lots of um, toys, lots of hands-on things that they can be doing. They can just be outside exploring and you're doing science. And that's, I want them to be, you know, just love learning. And it's, I have a funny story. Years ago, somebody asked my kids, they were all pretty little at the time, um, when we did school. And they said, oh, we don't do school. <laughs> and I, I was mortified. But I realized that they didn't see anything we did at school. They thought it was just part of their life. So I of a pat on the back, but at the same time, I thought, oh, don't tell people that. <laughs> it's a success, and it's also not not what you want them telling the grocery store clerk or something. <laughs> um, okay, do I understand you? Are you really only doing 30 minutes a day with your five and seven-year-olds? Yes. <laughs> I know. I said, nobody believes me, but yes, that is all it takes. I promise you, you, the rest of the time is exploring outside. We're talking about things. We're reading books. I don't count read alouds as schoolwork. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm talking 30 minutes seat work. That's, that's it. And I think that's all those little people can handle, especially I have a lot of little boys. That's all they can manage is 30 minutes. And the rest mm -hmm. of the time is, is, you know, have those hands-on things around, give them opportunities to play and do creative play, and you will be surprised at how much they're learning through that. But 30 minutes of seat work is all they need. Yep, I agree. That's, that's what we've done, too. So, and, I mean, because we still do a morning time that's like an all-together family singing and memory work time. They're in with that, but that's not, that's partly life. And they don't really see that as school. And then, yeah, read alouds, it's not counting that really. And are your seven, they're in with your Tapestry of Grace after noontime, maybe kind of? They, they're in and out um, yeah. because some of it's too old for them. But, yeah, yeah. they're in and out. They're listening. Exactly. They're, at that age, they're picking up a lot just by being around all this other activity that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, how do you get everyone on board and going in the morning? So you have to start that routine. Do people get up at the same time? Do they have to have things done? Like, how does that morning, some, the morning really sets the agenda, the tone for the day a lot of the time. It does. Um, we are not morning people. Um, we're very slow in the morning. And um, that's just something that we've been okay with. My husband is also the same way. Um, we just kind of slowly get up. We do um, DIY breakfast station loosely, which is um, they have the ability to get their own breakfast. Um, there's granola bars, there's cereal, there's a lot of them now know how to make eggs or they ask an older sibling to make an egg for them. Um, so it's the, the morning hours until we start school 
are very slow. And um, I do try to get everybody up around the same time um, and get everybody going. But I, you know, I do remind about the morning chores and things like that. But I'm not, I'm not a real um, dictator in the morning. It's just not my personality. So we just really, we take our time. And like I said, they get their own breakfast. So that's the reason for that is that as a homeschool mom, I'm feeding them three times a day meals plus snacks. And I needed to have something that wasn't me in the kitchen, you know, mm -hmm. cooking. And so breakfast was it because my husband's a big breakfast eater, you know, there again, we're not morning people. So it worked out really well for us to make breakfast more of a on your own kind of concept. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's really easy to read other people's schedules or try to figure out, you know, if you're trying to figure out routine stuff, then the morning people, and I am a morning person, but the morning people have the loudest voice in the conversation and they are generally really try to get, get you on board with doing that. And you know, if it's not your, the way your energy flows or you're working with your personality personality and just the temperament of the house, then don't, you don't have to fight it. There are ways you, you know, you can work with what you have. Yeah. I think that's really important because those of us who aren't on that schedule, we tend to feel very guilty because mm -hmm. we didn't follow it exactly the way they said it. Oh, and the Proverbs 31 woman, she was yeah. up before light and you know what am I gonna do and you lazy and guilty and really what you need to look at is your day as a whole are you being idle that's the real issue here not what time you got up what time you started school none of that and I do I hit my stride in the afternoon and most of my kids do as well my husband as well so if I tried to make us all morning people, first of all, it's, it would drive my husband crazy. And, and it would make us all, you know, kind of resentful at each other. Yeah, on edge. And so, yeah, we really have to work with who we are, who God made us to be. And he didn't make every single family cookie cutters. And so we really do need to honor that. Don't be idle. Don't be lazy. Mm -hmm. But um, do, do work within you know, who your family is. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or share this podcast on Facebook. Thanks. Remember, education starts with humility. So let's repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.